I'm Jason. And I'm Jules. And we doing spookies. So on today's episode, we are doing uh, Ouija Origin of Evil, a.k.a. Ouija 2. Although it's not a sequel. It's It's, a prequel. It's the origin of the evil. Yeah. It's uh, 139 minutes long. Nice, nice runtime. Uh, this one's got an 83% on the Rotten Tomatoes. Do you happen to have the percentage for the first one? I do. Because... Uh, it is 6%. Yeah, the first one's supposed to be a giant piece of shit. Well, uh, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. I had seen the original one back when it came out in the theaters, and I wasn't... I mean, it was dumb. Yeah. Uh, I did, again, watch it last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, to refresh my memory. How was it? It starts off actually better than I remember. Okay. It's stupid. Yeah. Remember that game we used to play where you ask questions about the future? The Ouija board. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I played it. Just messing around and... I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then it just derails completely. And yesterday you said it was just a game. If we play the game and nothing happens, then I'll never bring it up again. But I really want to try, so will you guys just do this with me? And it's evident that Mike Flanagan just took more well-rounded aspects, massaged some of them, and kind of almost completely retconned other aspects of it. Because I, when I was watching Ouija uh, Origin of Evil, I'm like, you know, this house looks familiar. I think it's the house from the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was. Same set. Just more modern. So, like, um, the cabinet behind her seance table isn't in this one. Uh, Somewhere over the years, they, you know, re-renovated that, I guess. Um, The upstairs isn't exactly the same. One of their rooms, which I think would be the um, Doris's character's room, has a fireplace that's not in... On the second floor? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's weird, right? I mean, I've seen it before, but typically you just have the stack go up and then... Flutes? Flu. I don't really. I think that would just be smoke uh, escaping up top. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. And I don't recall there being a fireplace on the first floor, so that's even weirder. I mean, I guess if they're dealing with severe cold, it doesn't sound safe, though. It doesn't. I think the fireplaces are generally yeah, on the ground floor. you don't want a fireplace floor. on the second floor, because, I mean, first off, the weight. Yeah. Second off, yeah, if there's a fire, it's just going to, you know burn everything around it and, and i think you need to have it quite encapsulated by bricks or stone of some sort yeah you probably also don't want it in your teenage kid's bedroom fuck no and don't forget to get your chimney inspected at least once a year put a cover on it keep the rain and the critters out and you're going to be much better off there's also a pool in the original slash sequel i guess yeah where one of the kids dies <laughs> Is it a demon, like, in, in this one? I mean, is it a demon? It is a demon in this one, right? It's, uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure. So, yes. Uh, that was my question. Um, it seems like an amalgamation of all of the victims. Yeah. But Dr. Marcus, maybe also? Well, see, yeah, I think he was the initial character. Y- yes, he was. the problem. Right. I feel like the other ones are kind of activated by people being down there. I don't think well, that they're causing trouble. They swarm the sister at the end, but Well, yeah, well yeah, I think um they're all it you know, yeah, it's tough to say. All right. Should we So but but so just a real quick blast through the first one. Yeah. It's basically a teenage girl 
plays the game by herself. Uh-huh. And never um, play alone. You can never ever play alone. Well, and, and yeah, never play in a graveyard. You can never play in a graveyard. Uh, even though always say goodbye. And you always have to say goodbye. Yeah, even though um, they do, n- they follow none of the rules in this movie, the the prequel of Evil Origin of Evil. They never say goodbye. You know, they're always playing alone. Uh-huh. So, and those rules aren't actually included in the actual Parker Brothers game. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, even though it is a, a game. So she's like acting weird. Her friend comes to see her, the main character, and she's like, oh, just go to the game without me. I'm just going to hang out and eat leftovers. I have leftovers inside. I'm going to rock it out. And then, of course, um, she uh, grabs, she's possessed. She grabs a string of Christmas lights and she hangs herself uh. from the chandelier. Right? There's actually two chandelier hangings in this one. Jesus. (laughs) That guy does it. What, does the guy do it later on? Maybe it's just the one. And and so, you know, they're grief-stricken. She finds the Ouija board because the planchette is just falling out everywhere. She walks into her room to grieve, and it's just on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Oh, and the the girl, she burns it in the beginning and, and comes back, and it's there again. Yeah. You know? So they play the game to get some closure. It's really stupid. And they think they're talking to their dead friend. Uh-huh. But then, you know, um, the next day they all start seeing a, fr- a message that says, Hi, friend. One's written on a girl's car window that's frosted from the inside. And then, like, a body rushes the window and smears it. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And she opens up the door. Anyways. Um, and so they go back to do the thing. And then it becomes apparent that it's not their friend. This isn't Debbie. Right. I think that's always the risk they say you're running with the Ouija boards. It's a person by the initials DZ. D. C. Oh, what's the name of the girl in the... Doris Xander. Their last name is Xander? Yeah. With a Z? Yeah. Isn't Xander usually with an X? Usually. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Well, that's interesting. So it's... So, yeah. So it's the girl, and she's got her mouth sewed closed. But... Different actor. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is stupid based on what we've learned from the first one. That's just it. It's, so she's, they think she's, she warns them of her mother. Oh, yeah. She says, my mother is coming. She's coming? Who, who's coming? Mother. She's the bad one. I need your help. And the mother comes out big jawed. And so they go into the basement, they, they crawl through the vent, and they go to the back room. Oh, God. It's in that one, too, eh? It's completely different. Oh, I like the hidden room a lot. It's mostly like a, a, a shelving surface mm-hmm. with more rock wall kind of above it. Like, almost like you, you would just put something in there, like a bags of storage or some shit. Yeah. And her body's there. She's got, like, crystals on her eyes on the sheet. Whose body? Doris. Okay. So they cut the cables to, to open her mouth she appears the mother comes out she screams at the mother and blasts her against the wall but now it's apparent that because they go to they go to visit the redhead sister in the asylum i maybe i should have this at the end because we're just giving away the movie no what i mean whatever <laughs> she's not a redhead though okay she's an old woman she's got blonde hair yeah and she goes, you need to cut the stitches from her mouth. And if it works, 
You have to pray that Doris can deal with mother. And so they do that, and it turns out that Doris is the evil one. They go back to the sister. She's like, I heard the voices too. They tell you the most wonderful, awful things. And you're going to hear them too. And now they got to figure out how to get rid of Doris, by which they, uh, the, the character named Nana, who's like her grandmother or something. Yeah. She even runs into her earlier. She's cleaning the girl's room and she finds the Ouija board. The girl comes in, she goes, You should never touch these things. You used it, didn't you? It was just once. <laughs> so they, she goes, you got to burn the board and the body. And they do that. And, you know, some of the kids die along the way. One girl, she just starts, she's flossing her teeth and it's really inaccurate. She's just like going nuts. And all of a sudden her mouth's sewed shut. She starts levitating and she just... Whoop crashes on the sink and busts her brain and she's dead wow. one of the the boyfriend of the dead girl in the beginning he runs into the dead girl in his house like baby what are you doing here and she turns around and and his eyes just go white and his mouth sewed now all she does is like scream this is really stupid yeah and it like melts their brain or something wow um, so they melt the body and the whatever and uh there's no mention of a doctor there's no doctor's room there's you know there's no multiple corpses which obviously i guess may have been taken out in the prequel after whatever happens there which i got questions about yeah we will get <laughs> we should get to those things at the end but this um, is a and then so that's it what a wow so yeah flanagan's prequel makes that a giant piece of shit it that does. sounds awful just listening to it it sounds like garbage it's absolute garbage i mean there's there's nobody of note in it yeah they recast the mother well i mean they didn't recast mike flanagan recast but there's like several people actually playing doris throughout the movie and i think a different one that's um her when she's like the ghost yeah or whatever furnace in the basement is the same the crawl space is smaller the murder room is smaller um it's the same hospital set it looks like that that um lena gets taken to the mother is just like nondescript the original movie had a budget of five million dollars okay uh, opening, in, in what like 2007 or eight or what? um 2014 oh geez um and this one's 16 yeah uh, yeah so it had a five million dollar budget probably 10 with marketing it, it, it opening weekend it grossed uh, almost 20 million worldwide total gross was 103 million for the first one or the the first one okay which is i guess obviously why they made the prequel and also attempted to sort of do like an annabelle and conjuring thing where they kind of art it up a little bit yeah. make it a little bit more palatable to reviewers and such the tagline for the original movie is keep telling yourself it's just a game i mean okay so how much how much do you think the producers are responsible for the prequel actually being good i think they just handed it over to flanagan yes i think and he's like well first of all it's going to be a story about a family the family will be the focus mm -hmm. and everything that happens will be based around uh liking them and being invested in them yeah i mean he had some heat you know, he... When, when did this come after Hush, then? I but believe it was after have? Hush. I believe it was after Oculus, which he did. He did Oculus also? Yeah, which, which had Roy Cochran in it. Isn't Oculus supposed to be bad? Yeah, well, that's the thing about these movies is I, I don't think um, Origin of Evil is, like, really all that good. I, I, th I think it looks good. Oh, I thought it was, like, a, a relatively good movie till the very end. Like, it, I thought it was a good movie. I it, liked the family. There was general. There was a general spookiness to it 
Yeah, I think I this mean, is going to land pretty high on my higher on my spookometer than really. Yeah, just oh. um, there were some things in there. Maybe it's because I was watching with Callie, uh-huh. and uh, she's a little bit more susceptible to jump scares. Yeah, of which there are only a few. The original movie ends with like one of the ment- metallic stingers that I just absolutely hate. What's that mean? Like, it's quieter than. It's just like loud noises now, so you're scared because of that, and then also because something flashes on the screen. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of cheap, but both movies were rated PG-13. Obviously, yeah, the evil origin of evil had like an astronomically higher Rotten Tomato score. Uh, not so much on the IMDb score. Roughly, they were both about the same, so people must be a little bit more kind. Tagline for the second movie, the prequel movie, is when you talk to the other side, you never know who will be listening. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah. And, of course, they were both filmed in Los Angeles and at the same location. I think that's a real house. The interior is probably a set. But uh, it had a budget of $9 million, so they threw a little bit more money at it. Yeah. Its opening weekend U.S. and Canada gross was $14 million, right? So that's a little bit less than the original, uh, probably because of the bad taste from the original. Yeah. Uh, the overall worldwide gross was only $81 million, okay. so about $20 million, $22 million less. Pretty much this is like a Mike Flanagan joint, Yeah. right? He, there's credit to the writers of the original because of the characters, uh, but for the most part, it seems like he wrote it, directed it. You know, um, he's obviously well known for The Haunting of Hill House. I mean, this reminds me of that, you know? Yeah. It's a story about a family. And right, and they, a spooky uh, house. Yeah, they unfortunately are a little bit fucked <laughs> based on where they live. Yep. Uh, I, I loved, well, I didn't love, but I really enjoyed Hush. Yeah. I thought that was a, a left field, you know, real I was, spooker. I was thrilled when I watched it. I had uh, no uh-huh. idea it would be so good. We've already talked about Gerald's Game a little bit, Midnight Mass. Um, I never saw Oculus. Why he, haven't, Why don't you watch The Haunting of Hill House, the first one? I just, I didn't know what it was, and then it was like all the thing, and you know I don't. Yeah, once everybody else likes you, like, pfft. And, and then I like it way down the road. Like, anybody ever heard of this? So someday, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's, I'll, I'm, it's I'm thinking I'm going to check it out. I, I need something to, to kind of keep my spooky erection going. Nice. Um, and then he apparently also wrote Dr. Sleep. Spooky dick. Which is fitting because he was uh, born in Salem, Massachusetts. And and directed it. Is it fitting because he directed it also? Oh, did he direct Dr. Yeah, Sleep? that's his movie. Oh, I didn't know that. It just has him down as a writer in IMDb. I'm still haunted by the child dying. Boy, that... It, the worst, in the worst way. Yeah. Starving to death. And then they bear buried him did they bury him i don't know i had to turn the movie off because it just it fucked me up and i I can't even i still think about it sometimes that was an effective movie for me people are like eh yeah i'm like i don't know this is pretty pretty cool i don't think i get to watch it ever because of that yeah i have kids it ruins it yeah so uh what do we got here for the uh cast um not a lot not a lot of a cast there's a couple of supporting people in there that i didn't include for for the one where we watched yeah the origin of evil um obviously uh katie siegel is in it for like a minute and a half i missed her no she's in the very beginning the first seance oh okay i missed her completely she's got like a wig on i was expecting her to be the mom but it wasn't no so that's probably why i missed her she's she's with her mom and she thinks they're being fleeced by ouija okay that's probably when i was going ape shit freaking out about the recording yeah. Uh, and of course, she's you know married to um, Flanagan. Flanagan and, and in all of his shit. We got Elizabeth Reeser. She's got oh, so Katie Siegel. Uh, this is a new thing I'm doing. She's got 31 credits to her acting resume. Like eight of them Flanagans. Most likely. Yeah. A lot of these people are also in the upcoming Fall of the House of Usher. Well, they're in all of them. Which is another all of the uh, Flanagan. The Haunting of Hill House, the second one, and then House of Usher. I think he's 
reusing the cast members. Henry Thomas is oh sure doing like a little bit of that um, American Horror Story kind of thing. Yeah, but good. And then uh, (laughs) the mom in this is also from The Haunting of Hill House, Mm -hmm. and I specifically remember her from Grey's Anatomy. Alex, I'm asking you to give me a reason to stay here, a reason from you. Yeah, she's also. She was in Grey's Anatomy long ago. She's also in um, Handmaid's Tale. All of the Twilight movies. True Detective, although it didn't specify which season. I'm going to venture to guess season one. And uh, Mad Men, to some extent. Uh, She's got 46 credits on her acting resume. Then we jump down to Lulu Wilson, who plays Doris Xander. And even though she's like 13, maybe, she's got 27 credits on her resume. Yeah. One of which was Annabelle Creation. Uh, one of which was Ready Player One as some elementary school student or something. Star Trek Picard. And a movie that's in pre-production called Becky 2, The Wrath of Becky. Well, that leaves little Becky. Where's Becky? Uh, uh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> What about uh, the redhead? Oh, so I, I recognized her off the bat. Oh, really? Yeah. What's um, she from? Annalise Basso is her name. She's got 39 credits to her name. She plays Lena Zander, which is short for Adeline or some shit. Uh, she was in Oculus. She's also in a TV show called Bones, to some extent, and a TV show called New Girl, to some extent. She was in Bones and New Girl? Yeah, probably as a child, because, you know. I watched all of the New Girls, and I have seen more Bones than I am comfortable with. Boners. Jenny's parents would often have the Bones marathons on. Like when we'd go over there for the holidays. I think they might have bought them on DVD. And then same thing happened with the Big Bang Theory. Bones is, it's okay. Those shows are all fine. They're just procedurals. Yeah, I mean, my mom liked Angel. Yeah? Really? With David Boreanaz? Yeah, so she watches (laughs) David Boreanaz. She watched David Boreanaz up the wazoo. Oh. Oh. That's good, right? Oh, that's great. She but, liked Angel. That's so mm-hmm. strange. Did She didn't watch Buffy. She watched Buffy. Oh, I, I think really? For whatever reason. Uh, maybe she likes hunks. I don't was know. she like 50 when she was getting into Buffy and Angel? Yeah, probably in her 50s. She liked the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, though, which is probably what called her in there. But I know her, uh, Annalise Basso, from Snowpiercer, the TV show. On that show, she plays uh, a really wealthy debutante little shit who her character most notably is, starts off as the secret god. I guess serial killer who's been cutting off wieners. But I bet blue-eyed thirsty girl might be able to get her hands on one of those. <sighs> I and don't. Then, I don't know, she just hangs on to him. Or... Fucking Snowpiercer. Yeah. That's really something. Was somebody insisted I watch it? This guy that would come into Dunn Brothers. The, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. The movie's good. Bong Joon-ho. I made it like 10 minutes, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this at all. Well, you know, once it starts cooking, I mean, I mean it's brutal. You know, there's some brutal shit in there, yeah. man, but that's what I get into. I don't think I like that Bong Joon-ho, though. Yeah. I just don't think any of those movies click with me. Did you ever see o- Okja? No. His we, pig. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. It's more likely I'd see that, but no. It's a rough Jake Gyllenhaal performance. Really? It's different. Well, fucking film me, Jennifer. You can't fake these emotions. Oh, man. Very different. Gyllenhaal's the best. So then we got Henry Thomas. Yeah, I love who Henry was, Thomas. Who uh, was Father Tom. He's got 75 credits to his uh, resume. Elliot from E.T. Yes. He was also in a Dennis Leary joint called Suicide Kings. Yeah, yeah. He's That's also it. in Niagara, Niagara with Robin Tunney. Witness a different kind of love story where Benny and June... Meet Bonnie and Clyde. The Mike Flanagan stuff, Gangs of New York, um, Legends of the Fall with Brad Shit. Uh, we got Parker Mack, 
He's in 18 movies. Is that, that's the boyfriend? Mikey. Okay. Who looks like a mix of Ansel Elgort, James Franco, and Stephen Moffat. The only thing I recognize that he was on was the TV show Chicago Fire. And then uh, we've got Doug Jones, who's got 171 movies on his resume. Is that the monster? It is. Okay. And the brief moment that we see him, which from, I thought was From CG. Hellboy? Yes. It was. It has to be CG. Is it him, uh, a motion cap of him? Can't imagine why. It lasts all of... 14 seconds. That's I hated the CGI in this. I really, I felt like. It was terrible. Yeah, because the little spooky blurs and jerks is like, oh, oh great. Yeah. There's, that's pretty creepy. The, and then they the show mouth. it. But of course, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, The Shape of Water. Most notably, he plays Commander slash Captain Saru on Star Trek Discovery. Let us begin. Together. He's also apparently in What We Do in the Shadows, uh, the underrated Z Nation, and he plays the thin clown in Batman Returns. He's also pencil head in Mystery Men. Okay. FYI. Uh, so, I don't know if you noticed. I did, and it was distracting. <laughs> we gotta get to this fucking movie. What is it, Jules? It was shot digitally. Uh-huh. But Mike Flanagan... The fucking cigarette burns? The cigarette burns. Jesus Christ. You could put, like, one of those in there, and somebody might be like, neat. Every 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, even and then one time there was, like, two within 30 seconds of each yeah, other. Yeah, boom, boom. It's very stupid. And it's, it's like the antithesis of what they would have done, because you typically don't tend to notice it. Yeah. Aren't know? they to signal the real change they are and because he wanted to make this feel like an older movie so he used like a lot of old lenses he even used the 1963 universal pictures title card he also used a lot of scene fades and camera zooms bro your your movie looks too nice it, it doesn't none of it matters he also added a subtle warping of the audio track and real jumps and split diopter where both the foreground and background are in focus do you have the synopses do we want to do that yeah still yeah, yeah, yeah do you have a part in this production yeah, I, I always forget I, I i listen to you and then i completely forget what we're doing well let I'll, me tell you this oh, then oh, while you're yeah. looking that up there's an easter egg the mirror from oculus is uh can be seen in the corner in the basement in this movie is oculus evil mirrors my name is kaylee ann russell the purpose of today's experiment is to prove that the object behind me is responsible for at least 45 deaths in the four centuries of its recorded existence must be because there's that movie mirrors there's a so movie with Kiefer sutherland and like the you see something horrible in the mirror. Like, I remember somebody's jaw oh. was being ripped ripped open. Jesus. Like, and then I think it happens to you. I don't think I have seen Oculus, but that reminds me of a movie I saw with Katie Sackhoff. She plays the mom who's, like, losing her mind. And there's a brother and a sister combo. And there's some sort of a mirror that does stuff. So they cover it up and they smash it or, I don't know, something. It's weird. Probably the right the thing to do. That movie is. <coughs> well, it's pretty easy to find if you Katie Sackhoff's in it, right? In 1967, Los Angeles, a widowed mother and her daughters add a new stunt to bolster their seance scam business by inviting an evil presence into their home, not realizing how dangerous it is. I will say that in the original Ouija, that they do mention the fact that she, the, the mother character was a, a seance person. Let me tell you, she was pretty damn good, depending on your point of view. So, yeah, it's, it's evident that Mike Flanagan took all of the parts that he could work with, reconfigured it slightly, and made a, arguably a better... It, it, what it feels like is when you watch a movie and then they do a quick sequel that's like direct to Hulu or something, and it's like noticeably downgraded, like Candyman. That's what this feels like, except... <laughs> 
in reverse because he made the prequel arguably much better than the original movie. Yeah. So now the original movie feels like... Dog shit. Yeah, straight to video fodder. So this movie, I did like it. I thought it fell apart kind of at the end uh, quite a bit. Got really, I don't know, it just didn't make sense. Or, or it did make sense, but what was there just wasn't that great. Are we riding or dying through the plot? No, no, I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Because, I mean, it's a kind of a bare-bones movie. Yeah, I, I also liked it till the end, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you got the mom. Really, like, the last ten minutes, I was like, no. Yes. So, so you got the mom and her two daughters. One's super young, one's not so super young. Probably, 15 or 16? Yeah, probably. Uh, I think she oh, says 15. She says she's a sophomore, because the boy is a is 17. And then the little girl's probably 10 or 11? Yeah, that sounds legit. And she does seances, but she's like a total hack. She uses parlor tricks. Well, I, she's not a hack. A hack would imply she's bad at it, right? Oh, I guess. She's a, she's she's a, a fraud. fraud. You're a fraud, Spider-Man! She's good at it. She's got yeah. the whole family in on it. Yeah. She's got the tables rigged. Uh-huh. She's got wobble. like those uh, hoses going up into the candles to blow them out. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. No, yeah. I, I like that stuff a lot. Yeah, she's got the little girl hiding in a cabinet making noises or something. Yeah. Blowing air or some shit. And the older daughter is a shadowy figure uh-huh. that you see through a curtain. Bad idea. If Very. somebody makes a run for it, you're in trouble. Well, and like she said, that guy looked like he was going to have a heart attack. And so the daughter sneaks out. Is that what happens? Yeah, to go to go uh, meet with her friends. The, I'm trying to think if there's anything important that happens in there, but I don't there's think There's the so. seance, and the then seance we and get to that. So she sneaks out. And, and, and goes to her friends to drink. She doesn't even know they're going to be drinking. I think she just wants to hang out with them. Yeah. I mean, she she goes and then and then she drinks. Yeah. Or, well, I guess she does because the mom mentions it on her breath. And she finds um, a Ouija board in and amongst, like, sorry and Scrabble. Her friend's like... My mom just got that. She and her bridge club friends play it sometimes. And she's like... Uh, then, no thanks. I get enough of that at home. No, no, no. Let's play it. And, and so they do. It's reluctant. But... So the rules are... You can never ever play alone you can never play in graveyard and you always have to say goodbye to start you circle the board once for each player then we say as friends we gather hearts are true as friends we gather hearts are true spirits near we call to you spirits near we call to you which right off the bat when they're doing the circling now the editing isn't that super great but it it appears that logic would dictate they only circle it three times when there's four of them and they're doing the, the game or whatever and maybe one of them's a ghost and they don't know they're there that could very well be mike flanagan likes to hide ghosts and things does he yeah oh. if you watch the haunting of hill house he just ruined pay, it pay close attention Okay. Uh, and, you know, obviously the, the Lena character, she's trying to just brush it off and debunk it. And then the, her friend's mom comes home and kicks everybody out. Well, they startled them. Yeah. She opens the door and they all scream. Yeah, she goes, show me a sign. See? Yeah, there's no spirit. There's no spirit. Ellie! <laughs> Which is when none of them say goodbye. Right. They're just they've, like, all right. They've broken the rule already. Mm-hmm. Now... It's hard to say because in the first movie it seems as if I think it's this board, so it's got it's it's possessed effectively. This one it it, it just seems like a convenient way for the ghosts to communicate, but ultimately they probably would have done it anyway. The ghosts, yeah. If there was no Ouija board, yeah. No, I don't think so. Because I mean, the mom. No, that was all fake shit. I think the ghosts would have left them alone completely if they hadn't used the Ouija board. I guess because the mom's using it. 
But then they were already speaking through the girl in another room. Well, because she's already been corrupted. Like, as soon as... As soon as she brought home the board, it just... Well, no, isn't she... She fucks around with the board a little bit before the mom does that. Doesn't she walk around no. with the planchette and look around? Mm-mm. Well, yeah, okay, then maybe the ghosts just automatically channel through her. And I don't remember... I think the mom just happens to be buying candles and sees the box. I don't think the daughter, like, tells her about it or anything. So she buys a copy. Maybe she does say, hey, we should try this to freshen things up a bit yeah. or whatever so she gets it brings it home that the, the little daughter comes home d- turns it around and says oh what's this and she goes oh it's just a prop i think it cuts to the mom doctoring it up she puts on a little metallic paint i think that allows her to use magnets on her knees which i would think would be pretty evident but it, it isn't in the movie so it works i didn't even notice that part so when she's in the room by herself using it they cut to the two daughters upstairs in the same room together both doing homework yeah but the little one's got her back to the red one the red one's just reading redhead not red one but i'm gonna go what with that is your what's name? your name marcus. marcus she's like what are you saying girl she's in a, a fugue state yes No. Who are you talking to, Doris? Spirit, can you hear me? Yes, we can. And we can see you. Then all of a sudden, she bounces back. And the daughter and the other girl's like, Who are you? What were you talking about? And she goes, What? And then it cuts away. Now, that would have been the perfect point for the daughter to say, Do you not realize you were just talking? Okay, something's wrong. Yes. I guess she doesn't give a fuck. So they start using it, and uh, I think at this point is when daughter, the young daughter, uh, Doris, starts showing interest in it and using it by herself and seeing people. Now what? Like at night, right? Like she sneaks Mm -hmm. out of her room and gets it at night. She's looking through the planchette because it's got that circle of glass in it. Mm -hmm. You see those shadows kind of... Let Just me ask you this. Yes. I didn't bother to look. But when she's using the planchette, which is a really specific term that I don't know. Why do we know that? Because they mention it okay. all over the place. I feel like I knew it was a planchette before this. More so in the original movie. Okay. Which is probably why I'm keen to it now. It's known as the idiomotor effect. Involuntary motor muscles kick in, which drive the movement of the planchette. What, did you notice, is she looking at it with the feet of the planchette towards her or away from her? Oh, towards her, I guess, because it would not look as cool in the original they're doing it the other way (laughs) and it doesn't look cool yeah (laughs) it looks stupid yeah (laughs) there you go the difference between uh, that director and mike flanagan yep so you know they're they go to a catholic school and that's where the priest dude is Mm. henry thomas yeah the mom catches the some kids bullying the daughter but the priest steps in you know why people say mean things right why because they're scared and she kind of seems like, oh, you know. Yeah, she definitely thinks she's going to fuck that priest as soon as she finds out that uh, he had a wife that died. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. He, he had a wife. He, li- he, likes, the, he likes the ladies? Mm-hmm. Not just God? Because he had a wife before he was a priest. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, he, the, the rules, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. He's a priest now, though. Although although some priests can be married. Yeah, I don't... Deacons? I don't know. Pastors? I don't know about religion. What have they all got different names for? It's so silly. Different denominations are all. I mean, that's, that's even the whole thing. There's sex everywhere. Just, we don't just know. Do one God and be done with it. Can you imagine? That would save so many troubles in the world. Yeah, it would, but that sounds creepy and overbearing. Well, probably the only thing saving us is the separations, man. You would probably be forced to bow down to Jesus if if everybody was a Christian. I suppose. No, thank you. So 
I think the redhead is noticing some weird things with the girl, but it hasn't come to the forefront yet. She's kind of palling around with this boy who I initially thought was kind of not creepy, but maybe it was, was going to be evident. Like a, a rapey dick or a rich kid that's up to something. Yes. Is, is that where you do the uh, seances? He offhandedly asks her to go to the homecoming, um, which she brings up later, and he's just like, "Sure, I was. I mean, hey, we could go if you wanted to, or not. It's just a dumb dance." And she's like, "Yeah, you know." And he's like, "I thought you were too cool for that." Mm-hmm. She's like, I, "No, I'm not." <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not cool, cool, I mean. And then later, when they have a moment, he's actually a gentleman. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy, actually. He, he looks, does. He looks shady as hell. That's just the way the kid looks, I think. It almost feels like... Because there's a decent amount of deaths throughout Ouija. Not so much this one. And it almost feels like either throughout the production, they got to a point where they were like, well, somebody should probably die. Or they introduced this character just for somebody to die because there was nobody dying. So, you know, basically, at a certain point, she her neck hurts. Because they're doing a seance and a, a dead person's voice comes through the, the little girl. Do I make him proud? Is he proud of me? Always. <laughs> that tickled. Yeah. And then the, yeah, guy, she the girl's talking about her neck hurting. And it's really, it makes me really sad for her when she talks about her neck hurting. Well, it that's seems, just it. It seems like it's really bothering her, but she's trying to be strong. Well, and so she goes to Lena, hey, you know. My neck hurts. And we see that one part, I think this is before that, where her covers are being Lena's covers are being pulled off of her. I think, isn't that happening while the daughter's, while Doris is fucking around with the Ouija board in the middle of the I night? I think so. That's when the covers start getting pulled down? Yeah. Now, that seemed a little unrealistic. Not the fact that it was happening, but the but Lena's reaction. Now, it's being pulled off of her. It gets down to about her, her mid-drift, which I'm also wondering, like, is it looking to catch a... Uh, a glimpse? Or? No, man. This is like a very typical like, ghost thing that everybody's like, huh? Well, just this, move a chair. The ghost pulled my covers off. Well, but with Dan Aykroyd, you know what happened there. What? You got a blowjob. Is that where that happens in Ghostbusters? Yeah. Man, I've been thinking about watching Ghostbusters with my son. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Ernie Hudson's got me in the mood. So it, it comes off of her down to her waist. She kind of stirs and, and covers herself back up. And immediately it starts pulling down again. Now, I would like to think that because she's stirred, she's more apt to notice it and wake up. She just kind of pulls it up again, and then it rips off. Oh. And then she's like, what? And puts it back on and goes back to sleep. Doris. Well, she looks, she asks her. She goes. Cut it out, Doris. And then she doesn't, she just puts it on and goes back to sleep. I think it's another night then when Doris has got the neck pain. She goes to her sister, like, hey, I got a neck pain. And, well, here, take this Advil. And If it gets worse, we'll wake mom up. Wouldn't you look at the girl's neck? Yeah. I Would you see anything, though? I don't know. She didn't bother. Yeah, nobody ever really touched on that. At least look. Yeah. It, she says it feels like a bee sting or something. Stings. Like a bee. I'd be like, oh, well, maybe you got a fucking tick or something. Yeah, it kind of freaks me she out. She didn't give a fuck. No. Go back to bed. It'll feel better in a bit. Uh, you know, so then she goes back downstairs and she starts using the board and, and that's when... Uh, She's looking in the mirror? And something's shooting around. Yeah. She's looking through the planchette and something oh, right out of the corner of the screen. And she does again. Out of the corner of the screen. But then she goes and looks in the mirror, right? Then she gets up with the planchette and um, goes to look in the mirror. Does she use the planchette there or does it just appear? I think she walks up to the mirror and then she lifts the planchette up and that's when she sees the terrible CGI monster. <laughs> bends her back and dives into her mouth just starts yeah crawling into her i guess 
And that was kind of a spooky image. But if I wish it wasn't CGI, because it's yeah. like the movie Mama. Do you know about the movie Mama? It's got Jessica Chastain in it. It's pretty creepy. No. But eventually they show the monster, yeah. and it's 100% CGI, uh-huh. and it's fucking terrible. Bye, Mama. I love you. Yeah, this just looks like, I don't know, a smoke monster that would fight the Power Rangers or something. Yeah. I should warn you that you're making my blood boil. It's supposed to be demonic, a but... slimy CGI black skeleton. It looks nothing like the other figures that we see later on oh i thought it looked exactly like the other ones that attack those are just like black goopy looking kind of this one's got like devil eyes and like horns and shit does it It has horns i think so anyways it looks dumb it goes inside of her and then now it's her i guess she's laying on the ground twitching and twerking twerking. twerking. i I was gonna go there and i was like well uh and then her mouth is big and everything and that's the poster for the movie is her bent backwards like that it's kind of a good shot yeah, yeah. I hate the big mouth thing. Well, I like because as soon as it's done, it slowly like she falls to the floor. And like it's gently lowering her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Very cool. So she's, you know, some demon or something now. And she's really getting into the act. And the mom, Lena forces the mom to like wake up like, you know, this isn't real. She's just asking dumb questions like, you, you do this. Why aren't you, why oh, are you so they, susceptible to this? They, they think they're communicating with their dead father. We completely left that out. Well, that I think this is what that comes to. Then she sits her down and she says, all right, we're going to do something real here. And she asks. When I told you I was pregnant with Lena, where were you when I told you? And it spells out shower. In the first movie... It's spelling out, like, full fucking sentences, man. It's like... Is there subtitles typing it in? And it's a dark room. Nobody's even looking at the board, and they're like, in the basement? You know, it's like, (laughs) all right. Might as well just be texting at this point. It seems as if it's legit. He doesn't really need me. Isn't that right, Daddy? You know, and the mom's even, like, pulling the daughter from school. Mm -hmm. And the priest is like, hey, where's your sister at? What's going on? Um, Her and my mom just hang out all day talking to the dead. There's that scene. Nothing comes of it, but those two bullies are about to whap her with a rock. Yeah, with a slingshot. slingshot. She just looks at him, starts turning it around. The boy's got, like, arms of steel. He's able to hold that taut (laughs) while it's rotating towards him. What, What are you doing? I'm not doing it. Stop it! Yeah. And then, wing! Man, think, it sounds like it hurts a lot. You think it hit him in the eye or the forehead? Oh, I don't know, but it sounded bad. Yeah, it did. Everybody rushes over. How are you going to explain that one? Suicide? <laughs> you think he's dead? <laughs> you think he slingshotted himself to death? Well, they're going to be like, why'd you do it? I don't know. I think she made me. I think, yeah. They're going to be like, dude. So, Lena catches Doris doing some scribbling. Yeah, she's looking to the left while she's furiously writing to the right. Because the priest asks the mom earlier, are you helping your daughter with her She's like mastered cursive and shit. They didn't say what it was that she had written. Do you think it was just homework? The ghosts are like, oh yeah, I know that one. Carry the four. And the mom's like, oh, I don't know anything, but you're cute. And I think then they go out to dinner for some reason. What is the point of the dinner? What are they? I mean, she thinks they're going on a date. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm concerned about your kids. Is that the whole meal? Oh, I thought you could use a night away from cooking. I don't think so, because he doesn't become... he When he comes over to do the seance, that's when he kind of confronts her. I don't really remember what the deal was. It just seems out of the blue. She comes out 
dressed really nice. And the daughter's like, whoa, you know. So she goes to meet the priest, has wine. And he does a weird thing where she kind of insinuates that she's interested. You know, but he rebuffs her because he's a priest. Uh, he goes, maybe in another life. But then he toasts to another life. Here's to another life then. Which seems to suggest, like, we doing this. Seems kind of. But they ain't. No, 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 no. He's married to God. Yeah. You know, he goes to basketball God, games every now and again. God murdered his wife to to make him his own. Did we? We didn't. Did she have cancer or something? I think maybe that's what the conversation was at the dinner. Because her husband was killed by a drunk driver. For some reason, they did, didn't tell Doris. She just assumes he died naturally. I guess. Um. So the house is being foreclosed upon, and uh, Doris goes down into the basement. Apparently, removes a bunch of mortar and stone from this wall. And I like the setup from this scene because the mom and the daughter are having a conversation on the porch and you just see doris walking around in the background i thought something really spooky was going to happen mm. she's going to be break dancing on the ceiling no she just comes out with a bag full of money what's that honey it's brass where did where did you find this and i think that's why the mom starts to believe her because she says, well, how did you find this? Well, you know, they told me it was there or whatever. Lena is becoming increasingly concerned. There's one moment when the mom's on the date where she has Parker come over to listen to records. And Doris is just like open mouth staring at the TV. And she's like, you don't tell anybody that I have this boy here. And that's when they share that tender moment where they just kind of kiss. And he goes, well, you know, I'm going to take off. See you later, baby cakes. And she falls into the bed like, oh, he's so dreamy. And then when he's leaving, he looks and Doris isn't on the couch. Turns around, all of a sudden she's standing there. She's like, hey, you want to hear something cool? Do you know what it feels like to be strangled to death? This is so disturbing. First, you feel the pressure in your throat. Your eyes water. And you start to taste something. Very, very sour in your mouth. Then, it's like someone lights a match. Right in the middle of your chest. And that fire grows. It fills your lungs and your throat. And all the way behind your eyes. And finally, that fire turns to ice. Like pins and needles of ice are sticking into your fingers, your toes, your arms. You see stars, then darkness. And the last thing you feel cold this kid is a good actor this is i was so like it made me so uncomfortable it was so dark when she describes yeah. how it feels to be strangled until you die yes i didn't <laughs> want to know that information it's, it's incredibly haunting. like subtly aggressive and there's a great deal of malice but she's also like gleefully recanting the aspects of strangulation and parker's like all right i'm gonna go good night romeo i like him because he does like hip like beatnik catchphrases of, of the time i don't remember specifically what he says but like daddy-o kind of stuff yeah hey what's shaking or whatever that's a skinny i probably would have started crying and ran i would have i would have called out for the other girl that would have made me less likely to then follow her later into the basement alone that seemed yeah, stupid you, you wouldn't do that no so you know uh lena catches her doing some weird scribbling she's not even looking at the paper and she finds it the scribbles later because her mom's just not buying her. She's like, why do you want to stop us? We're, she's a vessel and all that shit. She's been through just as much as you have. She's dealing with the same something thing Something is you're wrong with Doris, She's experiencing mom. something amazing. So am I. So she takes it to the priest, and he gets it 
um, translated. And he shows up one day. Something's not right, but he's like, hey, why don't we do that seance right now? And she does it. She does the reading, talks to his wife, becomes his wife via voice at one point. One. You. Two. Be happy. And he's just like, truly remarkable. I'm actually here, though, because Lena's in trouble. And the mom's like, what? And Lena's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a bad girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll come to your office tomorrow. Nah, I think we need to talk now. Well, we can go to my room, Lena says. And then Doris is like, I'll come. And he goes, hey, why don't you just shut the fuck up and chill down here? (laughs) Now, they come to this realization during this conversation, Lena does, in a very slow mounting revelation as the camera sort of closes in on her you asked about things that happened inside the house things that you and dad said and did after you moved in of course they knew all of the answers they were here and the house even then they were watching you'd think perhaps they'd be smart enough to maybe think of this beforehand and not have the conversation in the house but he goes upstairs and he's basically saying the, the, what she had written was a diary from a guy named Marcus who was in a concentration camp. This is a journal from a man named Marcus who grew up in Poland during the Second World War. It talks about his family and how they were rounded up by the Germans during the invasion. No. Wasn't he? I think Marcus in is Poland. the evil doctor. I don't think the diary is Marcus's, oh. is it? I think it's no, a, it's, it's Dr. A, Marcus. I forget the guy's it's name. It's some... It's it's one of the people that was in the concentration camp that later sees him in America. And they gets say taken by they him. say his name, but I guess I don't remember what it is. Marcus. It's his diary before that, but then also after he's dead. The journal doesn't stop there. It talks about after. After his murder. Yeah, which is spooky, super amazing, and there's, also stupid. Like you, you know, have her dictate your. Apparently, already written diary, and then go on and on about your death. It talks about being in the dark with the others, voiceless, cold, insane. And it talks about the other things in the dark things that were never human, things that were taking him over. Who the fuck? Tell me about the lottery numbers, son. I mean, if. The spirits are all kind of jockeying over her. Maybe they're just getting their story on paper. Maybe, yeah. It could be this... I don't know what's going on there. You know, I like that a lot, though. I thought that was really scary when they talk about what comes after death and, like, the darkness and the things that were never alive that are down there with them. And he used to... He, but he cut their tongues out mm-hmm. so they couldn't talk. Did he sew their mouths up? Yes. Yeah, in hindsight, I'm actually leaning more towards the fact that it was just the doctor that possessed her, but the other things were, yeah, just sort of around. Yeah. And actually probably weren't doing anything bad. Just, we can, she can hear us. You know, we can talk to her. And Well, but then they go after the other girl at the end. But that might just be because she's stopping their vessel. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. So, uh, so he's like, look, she's writing Polish. This is a diary about a dead guy who escaped a concentration camp, went to America, saw the doctor that was operating on him, Dr. Marcus. Who's, uh, like, got some nickname about being some awful monster. Mm-hmm, Dr. Marcus or something. They called him the devil's doctor. <laughs> and he, for some reason, that guy ends up in a crazy hospital. And then the doctor works there, checks him out, which I'm assuming is under some sort of anesthesia and a, and a dope. Yeah. Um, Brings him home. Because Callie's like, well, why did he go with them? I'm like, I'm, I'm sure he was probably doped up or something. Brings him home. He's got a, in, in their house. He lived there. 
And he's got a secret room in the basement that has since been sealed up uh, where he was continuing his operation. He cut out their tongues. He severed their vocal cords and sealed their mouths. Kept them in the secret basement. So even as people visited and socialized upstairs, they couldn't be heard below. That's so fucking disturbing. It, It appears as if he's just grabbing, like, homeless folk, transients, random people. But specifically this guy for for recognizing him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so later on, they mentioned that those things that are down there, their souls are trapped or whatever. But there's also other things emanating from the darkness beyond and before them. And when they break the wall down, the boy, he finds all of their corpses kind of like by the wall. Well, doesn't he find their their papers? Their yeah, he finds papers a, and then a skull rolls down. Yeah, the doctor's doctor bag. Yeah. It's got their IDs in it. God bunch of shit but but you see all of their corpses sort of corralled around the wall like maybe they woke up and it had already been sealed and they were trying to get their way out or something and died so, and then they just pushed an envelope full of money right up to the wall well no i assume that the doctor hid that maybe well because she just removed a rock and apparently pulled it out yeah well i think that the room is on the other side of it but i think the doctor is hiding things in that in that wall zone the room is just beyond the wall when she takes the stone out, she can reach into the room. That's in the room, you think? That's not just like uh, a cavity? Because she goes, this is where I found it. And then when you go in, I mean, can't you see the wall and the corpses and the hole? I, I, I don't, don't know. I man. don't remember. So, so while they're talking, the daughter, Lena, realizes that if these ghosts have been here this whole time and knew the answer to the shower question, because they have been here the entire time the families lived there, they're probably listening to us right now. I'll ask them to approve an exorcism. Shh, shh, don't say anything else. They were watching us all those years inside the house, everything we did. That means they're watching us now. When does the girl say, we've been using it in a graveyard, when she realizes there's a bunch of dead bodies? Is that now or is that later? We played in a graveyard. I don't know, because while they're upstairs, I think this is when Parker shows up. Hey, Doris. Is, is Lena home? Oh, she's gone. She'll be back. You should hang. Do you want to see something cool? Yes, absolutely. He says. <laughs> oh, God. Lead the way, child. It's, it's weird. Like, yeah, she's a weirdo. Freak you the fuck out. And now you're just going to go with her into the basement? Uh, I don't think so. No, thank you. Now, obviously, if you turned around, she'd do you in anyways. But So he goes down there with her, and uh, she's like, oh, there's more treasure. It's just just down the way. No, no, no. Keep keep going. <laughs> and so he reaches in, and he pulls out the doctor's bag, and he finds all that shit. And she says, oh, there's more. And he goes in, and a skull comes out with the stitches because apparently or was it just taped up i think it's like metal i think it's like a a little metal bar over the mouth like it's sealed shut that he put in under the skin like bolted it maybe into the bones of your of your mouth like cut your mouth and face open bolted it in and then sewed you back up i think you could just screw that metal rectangle oh you think over, over the mouth, mouth and yeah. then it, the flesh just decomposed away yeah i mean that makes that's, sense yeah that makes more sense than my cockamamie imagination so he's like what and then then she quickly goes next to him and she starts doing the scarlet witch on him she does yeah she does this creepy whisper thing is that in from is that in the first one no she just screams 
like a banshee. In but, fact, she did it to the redhead earlier. I like the whispering thing a little bit. It's super, super creepy. She does it to the redhead earlier while she's sleeping. And she wakes up and goes to the bathroom. And that's when she, her mouth starts disappearing like Neo. What good is a phone call? And she freaks out. Yeah. And wakes up. And it's not real. So, also at one point, the, the uh, Lena, the redhead, her, one of her, her favorite doll, had her mouth stitched up. Which is when she confronts Doris. Like, what the hell did you do this for? I didn't. Dad did it stop to stop the voices. voices. Yep. And they come downstairs. Doris, where you at, girl? We're going to exercise you. And she's nowhere to be found. Then they can hear her talking through a vent. And then the boy hangs himself. Yeah, he just drops from the ceiling with a really long, thick, like, is it a bed sheet? It must be I a I assume it sheet. is. But later on, it's a bungee cord. Yeah, it's great. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. So he's dead now, unceremoniously. Bummer. For no real reason. Uh, again, I think they got to the point where they were like, Mike, somebody's got to die. <sighs> Fuck Parker. Go hang yourself. And um, so they're like, we're going to go down to the basement then. Uh, uh, Lena, why don't you go wait outside? And she's like, no, I think A, it's my sister, so I'm in this to win this. And B, splitting up. Sounds like the stupidest idea in the world. It's a good idea for her to get out of the house. You know what? Not just get out of the house. Go down to the salon. Yeah, don't hang out outside the house. No. Go far. So they go down into the basement. It's really big. It's really spooky. The lights cut out all of a sudden. They're like, we're going to burn this Ouija board. That's what they're going to do. And they do that. In the furnace. Think that'll work? I honestly don't know. Does it reappear? uh, When they go back upstairs, it's on the table. It's on the table, yeah. Which made me chuckle. Because yeah. of course it is. Of course it is, right. What do we do? That's when they go into the doctor's room because they hear her in the vent. Which, I guess the wall was built after the fact. So the doctor probably wasn't crawling through that every time he wanted to go in there. That makes sense. I was wondering why you would... So then he's just got like a <clears throat> a wide open... Well, but it's hidden though too. Remember, it was supposed to be a hidden room. So I don't know. Well, because it's behind that rock. But yeah, maybe maybe he does climb in there. It's worth keeping a secret. Yeah, if it's, if it's your murder room, you probably don't mind crawling through your... Through your little tunnel. Yeah, so the priest goes in, he sees a bunch of uh, medical equipment and such, the bodies and such, and she appears, uh, Doris. She starts doing the magic or whatever, and he comes climbing out, and they're like, what? what's happening? No, no, no. First he's like, uh, he tries yeah. to do the, the Jesus things, the prayers to her, she's like, God can't oh, see Father you down here. heaven, holy thine, be my nature, or whatever they say. Hey, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death. But that's pretty slick when he says, or when she says, He can't see this house, Father. That's scary. Because she, I think she goes, If he could, none of us would still be here. I think now she's talking for all, it's, 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 I don't know. So he comes out and he reveals that he's got smoky eyes and he's got a knife. Where is she? She's part of the walls now. And she told me the most wonderful, awful things. Yeah. And he tries to lunge at them and they run. He stops the mother at the top of the stairs and she's like, Ted. Is that his name? Father Ted. Ted Lasso? Father Tom. Snap out of it. This could be yours. <laughs> and he demystifies and throws her out, closes the door. And then he's like, trying to build up his courage he looks up and there's there's doris moonwalking on the ceiling and she leaps at him and he goes flying down the stairs and breaks his neck i think in this instance she actually does do the banshee scream and he flies down the stairs hits the wall and then ricochets and yeah like breaks his neck on the stair 
So he, he's dead now, I guess. And the mom and Lena go back down? No, they the door is locked, and I think they're trying to get out of the house. <laughs> Lena tries to maybe get out the front door. You gotta get out of here! Yeah. And then the boy, the dead boy, bungee jumps and throws her. Lena throws Lena on the top of the stairs, going upstairs. The mom got pushed. The girl's now upstairs, creepy talking to Lena. And the mom's like, "Let them go, take me." All of a sudden, she's on the mom, and she goes, "I'm gonna have you all. We'll take all of you." And then the mom wakes up, and now she's being drugged on the floor by the girl into the basement room and she wakes up and she's shackled. Mm-hmm. And then Doris is like, you know, I'm going to get crazy on you now. Yeah. I'm going to cut out your tongue. I'm going to, you know, do your hair real nice. It's the whole package. And right before she's about to do it, Lena springs into action, knocks the girl over. Because she had an epiphany upstairs. She sees her dad because she wakes up on her bed. The dad picks her up and puts her on her bed. She wakes up and it's Thomas Hayden Church. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. It actually kind of looks like Doug Jones. I was super Maybe pumped. it is Doug Jones. Maybe he's not the monster. That's who. He's probably the dad. Mm. Fucking well, He's man. a nice regular looking guy. That's not what I would have figured Doug Jones would look like. You see him out of makeup and yeah, you're like, oh, he's a, yeah, an average bloke. I liked this a lot. Mm-hmm. I was really excited for the dad to save them all. I was excited for a spirit versus spirit battle. Yeah. Not no, what happens. No. He, he can't even talk. No. And he just, it's weird. He basically illuminates how to defeat doris yeah he shows lena the memory of her confronting doris about the doll which i guess hearing it a second time conjures an image of what she needs to do so she runs downstairs knocks down doris done and starts mounting her with a thread needle a hoop needle and i'm like so doris is now completely powerless yeah right what happened there why why is she she's like no don't get on me you've got monster power in the souls of all these uh, creatures around you and you don't see your sister coming after you yeah i guess if somebody mounts you and pins your arms down with their knees like they're gonna spit a loogie on your face you're completely powerless yeah you can crawl around on the ceilings but okay yeah you could you just shout the priest down the fucking stairs and you're shouting the hell out of everything in ouija so she gets her she starts looping her mouth and the spirits start kind of pulling on her and like and no it's crazy it's this downward like stabbing motion but mm-hmm. swooping at the same time you know like a really exaggerated She's nonsense an sewing movement sewer, apparently. yeah it would be so much harder than this to get through flesh and absolutely and and did doris i forget how who who talks to lena then because she goes flying across the room, right? And then the mom gets up. Well, I think she's somehow she, unshackled. She loops her. The the monsters attack her. Mm-hmm. Is there she goes like flying a across spirit the room. explosion or something? There must be. I forget how the mom gets free. Maybe Lena quickly she pulls unshackles her. her. She pulls oh. her hand loose. Yeah, she's she, able to get oh, loose. That was so gross. Didn't even break a thumb or anything to get loose. Yeah, and just a little bit of a, a rash. Yeah. So she goes down, and she's looking at Doris now, and Doris is just normal. With her sewed-up mouth. Not yet. You see her without that. And I'm like, well, what was she sewing up? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... It's the afterlife. Then you see her sewed up. And for some reason, Lena comes over, and she's misty-eyed now and she stabs the mom well okay so you're jumping forward a little bit she sees doris with their dad 
She's a nice, normal hmm. girl now. Things are happy. The That's family's right. together. And this is the mom seeing this? I think so. And then the mom snaps back to reality, sees the daughter, realizes Doris is dead. Yeah. She's sewed up. dead? Mm-hmm. Why is she dead? Jules, if I sewed up your mouth right now, you dead? No. I don't think so. Upset. <laughs> but not dead. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Because the demon left? Is it because it's trapped in her and controlling her, but closing the mouth is like, it's kryptonite, so now it's just... Yeah, I don't... Is she understand. in a coma or is I she don't, dead? I no, don't know, she's man. dead. I mean, she's dead, but she should be in a coma, if anything else. Yeah, but. I don't understand, but it's very clear she's dead to the mom. Yeah. This is... I don't like this part. This... I mean, basically, this is where I find the movie stupid, and I don't really like it. Well, and... When does Lena get talked to? Is that when she's on the stairs and it's just now kicking in? Because she goes smoky-eyed and she stabs the the, mom. I think it's all the monsters attacking her when she's sewing her. Okay. I think they may be going her mouth at that point. Okay. Like they got Doris earlier. So she stabs the mom and mom's like, it's not you. It wasn't you. And she dies. I think some of this was just, at the very end, he was like, oh shit, how do I get Lena into the hospital that she's in in Ouija? And I guess this is it. So when she's in the hospital, she's a little fucked up, a little lucid, and the doctor says, where's your sister? We found your dead mother that we know you killed. Where's your sister? And then she just keeps talking around it. Yes. And I'm like, did they not find the boyfriend and the priest? Right. Because I'd be like... Well, they did, but I think they're implying that she's in that room that you told me about. You told me they find that body in the, the hidden room. Right. 50 years Apparently later. Apparently they put a sheet on her and crystals on her eyeballs. <sighs> but you, the police uh-huh. who are scouring this house and can't find this girl, they don't see the secret room? Well, that's what I mean. So if they find the mother's body... Down in the basement. To get down to the basement, you walk past a dead priest. Two other dead bodies. Before you the enter house. the basement, you uh-huh. walk past the hanging dead boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe you wouldn't pin the boyfriend on her because she's not maybe strong enough to have done that, but they don't mention. They just say, your mother's dead, and you did it. So, boy, I I, I don't know. I like, I like, man, you know, it's really just that moment when the girls die and the mom dies. That's when I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It is ba- it is really just a five-minute period, because now when we pick up in the mental institution, I kind of like that. Yeah, it was interesting. Kind of stupid uh, cliffhanger stinger, but so, you know, the doctor is like, you gotta help me, and, and she's just out of it. Yeah. So they bring her back to her room, and she peels back um, the rug the carpet to reveal the concrete floor beneath her and i thought she ripped out a tooth but i guess she just bites her yeah i think she's biting her hand open so she can bleed like two three pints of blood (laughs) to do a whole ouija to make a whole ouija board yeah and then stole glasses why would you want to do this i don't know and but she she makes the planchette with her hand that was kind of cool i liked that but it's not gonna work it's because she wants to see her mom and her sister again it needs to probably not be a part of your body i don't know some sort of a item removed from you that it can then be controlled by the i don't know whatever this is stupid okay so yeah so the doctor walks by doing his rounds and he looks in and no he he, he doesn't look in he's no, walking he... by and out of the peripheral vision he sees doris doris and the sister sitting next to each other on the bed and he takes doubles a few back. more steps comes back she's looking out the window she's at him. just standing there right looking at him Lena's and then just staring at him the camera pulls back a little bit and doris is on the ceiling upside down and oh, comes yeah. running over and that's so stupid it's the dumbest thing ever okay um because that would suggest then that she's on a reign of terror that the original movie does not address dude this 
this is a stupid ending and it makes the original one even dumber Mm -hmm. because doris was not a bad person she Mm. got possessed she's a normal little girl who got possessed the evil spirit is driven off at the end she is dead She's not going to be committing evil things as Doris in the afterlife. The mom was not evil. I don't believe that those two souls are trapped in that house and it corrupts them and makes them evil in the next 40 years. It makes no sense why the mom is running around screaming at people. so stupid. To stop them from freeing Doris? Why has this house not been bulldozed? I don't know, man. You'd think it probably would. Apparently not. They just add a pool at some point. Yeah, that shit's dumb. It's unfortunate. What, I mean, whatever. Up, the but, movie, the but movie the, did a good job mm-hmm. minus a few minutes. Here's what I want. Yes? For once, a horror movie that just ends. Every horror movie, it's done, and then, oh, it's a Freddy Krueger moment where he's not dead. You know, something pops up. Somebody touches a mirror. It's just like, just end. Because that's what's weird about Ouija is it's supernatural, but yet it's still somehow natural. Like nobody's like super, they don't question it. It's odd and and new to them. But yeah, there's a ghost running around and we got to destroy this Ouija. You know what I mean? Like nobody bothers to outside of themselves seek help. Well, we've seen in the other movies, nobody takes them seriously when they go looking for help. True, but like the girl, when she's flossing and she levitates and does a face plant on her sink... I mean, they just breeze right by that. I think they mentioned, oh, she's dead, and they mourn for 40 seconds. Craziest thing in the world. She slipped and hit her head so hard her head exploded. But it's like, I don't know, man, if you just roped somebody in or or filmed yourself or something, Facebook Live that shit all the time. So then at least if they see it, somebody would be like, well, that's peculiar. Well, you know, sometimes that doesn't work, though. The oh, that's true. It gets fuzzy. Things up. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like in the movie Nope. They thought of everything. They got the electromagnetic uh, disturbances that make the cameras not work, Mm -hmm. electricity not work. Yeah. That always seems to be the case with these movies. Isn't it, though? Yeah. You never can pick up ghosts. I think earlier I attributed uh, the Ouija board to the Parker Brothers. It's actually Hasbro. Okay. And this is, the original Ouija was the first movie from the Hasbro film production company. Since then, we've seen Battleship. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're doing a... Monopoly. It's questionable as to where the word Ouija comes from. Battleship came out before this. Battleship was probably before this, yeah. That's probably. like a 2012 they, they threw a ton of money at that one, and they were probably like, let's just that movie throw sucks, five right? million at Ouija. Yeah, for the most part. You saw it? Um, I, It's one of those movies that you can't really see. Isn't it a Peter Berg movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Rihanna's in it. Yeah, man. Taylor, not Taylor Lautner. Uh, oh, God, if that would have saved the movie. Who's the guy who was John Carter of Mars from Friday Night Lights, and he's in the second season of True Detective? Yeah, I couldn't tell you, but I know oh, who you're shit. talking about. Call him Taylor Lautner. He's a better actor than Taylor Lautner. N- yeah. Okay. What? What? what uh, let's let's stay focused. I need a cigarette, and we, we got a whole I got nothing podcast else. recording. I think right now... You like this movie? Yeah. You want to go into ratings? Yeah, let's go into ratings. What All do right. you rate this movie? As a movie... Yes. I'm going to give it a seven, especially considering it's like... To quote um, Roger Ebert, it's far better than it needs to be. That's legit. I, I really feel like Mike Flanagan always drags me into the personal lives of people. The people yeah. feel real. They have an inner life. They don't feel like uh, stock stereotypes like the movie we're going to record a podcast for after this, mm-hmm. which is a giant dreadful piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I felt like there was a depth to this that didn't need to be there, 
but made it a good movie that was worth watching. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Seven totally. I think the only problem is that it falls into this trap for me that's become sort of the norm lately where they'll make like The Conjuring, which is a prequel to Annabelle, but then there's The Conjuring 2, and then there's Ouija, but Ouija 2 is better because it's Ouija Origins. You know, you, you're you lost. Which one's the good one? Which one's what? They all kind of have this 70s aesthetic to them that just sort of muddies the water and... They lose their identity and they just kind of become scenery. And that first Conjuring was pretty decent. I liked that. I saw one of them. Uh, I like, um, God, what's her name? Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. What, did you watch the one with the hands that go? Probably. Oh, that, one, that gave me the creeps. Jenny did that one time at night and I was like, don't do that. Uh, on my spookometer though. Okay. Because uh, I did get a little tingle here and there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when she's doing the planchette. And it's like right off the corner of the screen. That kind of was like, oh, interesting. And, and I think there was a nice build up to the mood. Uh, I, so far, I think I've pretty much landed on a three with everything we've watched thus far. Yeah, what you bringing? Uh, on my spookometer, I'm going to go with a five. Really? Okay, yeah. okay. Did you get any weird spooky feelings at all? I don't know. I'm Honestly, I would like to give it a five. I'm going to give it a four. Mm-hmm. I did like the peripheral uh, ghosts when she's looking through the planchette. I hated all the CGI. I hated the drooping mouth. I didn't find any of that stuff scary. The, yeah. But I think it almost deserves extra points for the strangling monologue. Want to hear something cool? Which mm-hmm. makes me deeply uncomfortable mm-hmm. and sits with me and I don't want to know that. Even if it's made up, I don't want to know it. It sounds real. Yeah. And the guy whose diary extends into death and what it's like after death, I found that really unsettling and creepy too. And it's in Polish, so, which is even more unsettling. I think I would almost, I'm almost bouncing between a four and five. Sure. You're going to go with a 4.5? I will give it a 4.5 because I didn't find yeah. it scary. Those two things made me uncomfortable. That's just it. I think overall the movie is spooky. There's some cool spooky elements, but once they actually reveal or lean into the horror, yeah, it just comes off as comical. Like that movie where they're always smiling, truth or dare. Oh, I was going to say, truth smile. Or, not smile. I you that wanted to good. see smile. I want to see that. Truth or dare. You know. Yeah. That dumb thing. I think that's supposed to be the, the evil creature inside that has that smile. Yeah. It's a smiley face. Did you see that? I don't think so. No, I didn't see it either. I saw a movie that was based upon truth or dare. It took place in a cabin. With Madonna? No. God, no. Some guy's brother was bullied or forced to commit suicide and now his brother is playing truth or dare with all these people and is murdering i don't know man uh there's another one called would you ever or would i ever or something where a guy cuts his eyeball with a razor blade no it's that un chindaloo or whatever <laughs> yeah, the yeah, french okay so we are on stuff yeah instagram instagram We're... we do in filmographies yep. facebook we do in filmographies reddit we do in filmographies twitter we uh, oh do, do filmography. Want to so. e- email us? Yeah. Wait, do you? Yeah. You know where you could. Tell me. We do in filmographies at gmail.com. That's radical. Yeah. Do you know what? You can call and leave a voicemail. We got a hotline. Seven six three six three four one eight nine seven. Yeah. Get on that hotline blank. Nobody has done that yet. What does that mean? Is that a hotline blank? Like a booty call? Or? I don't know. It sounds like it's from the film Booty Call. It should be. You ever see that? No. That's a Jamie Foxx movie. And maybe Tommy Davidson? I'm sure if Jamie Foxx is in it. Yeah, Tommy mm. Davidson's in it. You ever see Juana Man? No. I love you, Juana Man! Yeah. That's Kevin actually... Bacon? Mm. Kevin Bacon's not in that? Oh, I don't... 
Maybe. I don't think so. It's about a basketball player who... From Africa? Dresses like a woman. What? To be in the WNBA because he got kicked out of the NBA. Oh, I don't think that's what I'm thinking of. Genuine's in it? No, no, no. You're talking about that um, Manuk Bowl, Kevin Bacon era there? Rated PG. Oh. Maybe. That might be it. Maybe. What, with Brendan Fraser, the scout? (laughs) Air Bud with a dog? Yeah. All right. Jason's got to go. We got got 10 listens in the last uh, seven days. Nice. Yeah. And we're getting some, uh, I keep forgetting to take photos and shit. We're getting some Well, they're Facebook the same photos every time because it's just us in this basement. That's just it, right? Basement's pretty good though, huh? Yeah. Maybe we'll take a picture with the grind DVD later. All right. Good night. <laughs> Sleep tight. And good luck. <laughs> <laughs>